we read so you don't have to. And the first book of the year, Brad read some of this over the holiday break, was from Getty Lee. Yeah, back a, Rush. on Thanksgiving, he came to the Moore Theater on a book tour, My Effin' Life, from Getty Lee. So uh, I dug in a little bit over um, the holidays. And this is where we catch up with them, where they're just starting to, you know, get out of Toronto and tour across uh, the country of uh, Canada and the U.S. and stuff, and, and and teaming up with some of the guys that they would end up partying a bunch with. You know, there's not a lot of sex in the book. There's a lot of rock and roll. And then there's some drugs in there. Uh, he says, in beautiful Vancouver, Nazareth invited us out for some deep-sea fishing. <laughs> Deep sea fishing with Naz. Nazareth? Deep sea fisherman? Deep sea fishing with Nazareth. I'd never once been on a fishing boat, let alone in the Pacific Ocean, but the salt water was not what I needed to worry about. Nazareth's hard-drinking reputation had preceded them, and as Canadians, we reckoned we could hold our own, but it was only into the mid-afternoon when we started sailing back into the harbor because we had all passed out and those beefy dudes from Fife were just getting started. Good fun, lads, they said as they walked into the hotel lobby. Let's go to the bar. No, no. We went upstairs. I barely even made it to the show that day. He said he spent the rest of the afternoon in a deep, bluted slumber. He said, over the few coming of the uh, coming months, we toured with Blue Oyster Cult, Iron Butterfly, David Essex, <laughs> Frank Zappa, The Mothers of Invention, REO Speedwagon, ELO, Kansas Sticks, Leonard Skinner, Mott the Hoople, Ted Nugent, and Kiss. And one of the groups they ended up hanging out with was Thin Lizzy. He says, following a couple Canadian shows, we headed straight to the West Coast for some club dates in L.A., and then several shows, we did several shows with Sticks and Thin Lizzy. The Lizzies were the absolutely smashing blokes, a couple of whom, particularly the wide eyed, uh, exuberant Scottish guitarist Brian Robertson, loved to imbibe an amber liquid. So, and, 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 and to a, our occasional peril. One time on a day off in Chicago, we were booked on the same floor of the Holiday Inn at, on the lakeshore and drank so much copious amounts of booze smoked so much devil weed, and popped some 714s, a.k.a. Quaaludes, it became a raucous party. Complaints were made, and the front desk called the cops. Suddenly, this rotund Chicago policeman barges into the room with a fellow officer. We floundered about trying to clear the air and hide the dope, and Robbie, slurring his words, wobbled over to the police officer on a peace mission and... The cop bellowed back, back off, Sonny. You want us to find the dope? (laughs) Basically, he said, uh, he goes, that was a close call. One arrest would have made it much harder for us foreigners to obtain another work permit for a long, long time. I never even thought about that. You're touring in the United States. You get busted for something like that, and they yank your permit. That's it. You're not touring anymore. And when it comes to the uh, Bolivian marching powder, he said, um... It was cool for us. We loved it. But the range of buyers and sellers who came bearing it were decidedly not. After one gig in a Midwestern city, I climbed aboard our bus to find a dealer sitting at the table up front with his briefcase snapped open and his scale set up, measuring out uh, measuring out grams of cocaine for the crew as they popped by to pick up their purchases. I was freaked out. The briefcase not only carried an enormous rock of cocaine, but also had a big-ass satellite phone built right into it. 
not normal. Almost uh, no one had cell phones back then, and I was thinking, who is this effing guy? He must be a serious player. We found out afterwards that Sirius didn't even cover it. He was a big-time drug dealer, definitely not the kind of dude we should be associating with, let alone doling out grams on our bus. What the F were we thinking? This guy was so dangerous, the FBI was sniffing around our next gig looking for him. I'd say that was a wake-up call. Man, you wouldn't think Rush would get involved with that kind of stuff. I know. You know? Strange. I was surprised to read that stuff. Although I I think uh, Nazareth missed their calling, (laughs) missed an opportunity. A Fishing with Nazareth weekly show where they take other bands out onto the water. Hi, this is Dan Cafferty, and we're going out for the salmon today. All right, mate. Grab your fishing rod in one hand and a bottle of booze in the other. They start in a bar, and they go on the boat, and they finish in a bar. Fishing with Nazareth. News and sports coming up next. The trash on the way in about 15 minutes. More we reads you don't have to from the Getty Lee book, too. More Brad and John. K-I-S-M.